No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and I'm just here to ask the questions with the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How are you doing today, Brian? Super. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always. I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Well, Brian, there's a nip in the air, a little frost on the pumpkin out there, and that means it is the fourth quarter once again, the last three months of the year. Do you have any advice or anything that our listeners should be looking out for doing here in the fourth quarter? Yeah, you know, when I think about the fourth quarter, different times of years, a lot of people in my industry say, well, don't be talking to bringing up uh, do seminars or bringing up financial planning the fourth quarter because everybody's going to be thinking about Thanksgiving and the holidays and Christmas and so forth like that. But interestingly enough, I probably talk to more new prospects during the fourth quarter than any other quarter. And I, I think it just makes sense. You know, in the first quarter, weather's bad. We're just working away. We're getting caught up on things, thinking about the, the spring and summer and our vacations then. And then, after, you know, we're, everybody's so busy around here when the weather's nice. And, and it's really that fourth quarter where we get, we're starting to get, you know, like you said, that nip back in the air. And that's where we kind of buckle down and go, okay, what are some of the things I need to take care of before another year goes by and another year goes by? Because the thing about financial planning is, you know, we've talked about on this show before that uh, a lot of people spend more time picking out shoes than they do yep. uh, planning their finances for their lifetime because they just don't know where to start. It seems too big. Same thing with wills, too. I mean, everybody's thought about doing a will, and half the people haven't done one. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you've had wills in here that look like the Declaration of Independence. Absolutely. And, and you know, a lot of people don't. They're embarrassed and all that stuff. Right. They, 
well, I was going to put it off. I was putting it off till next month. And, and uh, so when are you going to do it? And they say, next month. Yeah. <laughs> a year from now, when are you going to do it? Next month. They're procrastinators. That's the American one. Well, we get busy. We have so much going on anymore in the world we live in. We're just so busy. They're pulled a hundred different ways. Thinking about sitting down and putting on paper and grinding out a will uh, does, doesn't make the top 50 in anybody's no. fun list. And financial planning, there's so many variables and so much competing information. I mean, I was doing a seminar the other day, and of course, one of the people asked, well, what about this guy that hates annuities, and I should too? And, and I, oh, great. You know, you got so much misinformation out there. By the way, that guy's in big trouble oh, right yeah. now. We won't talk about what sort of Oof. trouble he's in on the radio. Yeah, he said some not good things. That's right, but go ahead and Google search that. Yeah. What I don't like about that is that he's just painting one entire asset class as a bad thing. Yeah, and I've always talked about that. There is no perfect asset class. There's no, gee, you make 20 plus percent a year on average. It's fully liquid. It gives you cash flow. It's secure and income tax free. You know, it just doesn't exist. So every asset class has positives and every asset class has negatives. It's just how do you mix and match it? Do you have access to them? Are you buying the right ones? There's good and bad within any asset class. There's good stocks and bad stocks. I was listening to another radio show too, though, uh, and they were talking about the stocks and and talking about dumbing it down. They were, it was it was painful to listen to because they were well. We watch the market, and when the market shows signs of problems, then we we get out, but we keep the good stocks and we sell the bad ones. I'm like, really? <laughs> How do you know when you're in the middle of a market whether you know, uh, companies that, that have uh, the same history as each other and, and you just you just know better than everybody else. Any day of the, of the week, any moment in time, every stock is priced where it's at because precisely 50% of investors believe it's too high and 50% it's too low. If that equilibrium changes, then the price of the stock moves until it's 50-50. That is the nature of it. So there is no stock you can look at and, and say, you know, without a doubt, I know exactly that, you know, it's it has to go up or it has to go down because I'm smarter than the entire investment universe, uh, yeah. stock by stock. And I just think it's kind of ridiculous to get on the airways and say, you know, we know which stocks are good and which ones are bad. And we know when the market's going to go up and when it's going to go down. I mean, I think it's, it's just preposterous to me. And so that's why we use different asset class when doing investing, because there is nobody with that kind of crystal ball. Well, you've talked about the follow the money strategy here, too. You've got to really look at the reason why they're saying some of the things that they do. This fellow hates annuities because he doesn't sell them. People are talking about the stock market because possibly they sell you some sort of program that will show you how to day trade. Follow the money and you'll find the motivation for a lot of these statements. And by the way, talking about crystal balls, I've got some good news. The Asia MAGA has just rolled up out here, sailed up outside our studio here in the harbor. Oh, and good. that's a cargo ship. I think they might have some crystal balls that's out great. on I, that ship. I ordered mine off Amazon. I'm still waiting for them to come, but I, I tell you, you know. Amazon's usually great, but a little late on the crystal balls yeah, <laughs> this so year. Far. But we were talking about fourth quarter and, you know, the beginning of the year, that's the time that people like to start things. They begin to uh, say, well, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to get my life in order. So if you are thinking about getting your financial life in order and you've got the fourth quarter here to think about it, what are some of the things that you think that we should take a look at and keep into account so that we're better off at the first quarter to really get things started. Well, I think you have to put together a financial plan because there's so many variables, Social Security, taxes, earnings, balances, future plans, retirement, age, you know, when are you going to retire, and all this kind of longevity, lifespan, all these things are, are variables. 
and healthcare costs, you know, I could go on all day with this. There's so many variables that uh, you really need a financial plan to put all this stuff in there. And it's not going to be spot on, but the plans that we run certainly give us a really good indication of kind of what we're looking like for the rest of our lives, cash flow, asset wise. And then we can start tweaking that and making good decisions along the way so that we kind of know where we're at. Because one of the cool things about a financial plan, it'll tell you, hey, you can spend a lot more money than you thought. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to wait until you're old and go, I didn't spend any money and I got millions and my kids are going to get it and they're going to blow it. Or vice versa, that you can't retire even though you thought you were going to. It wouldn't have worked. So these are really important things to know now rather than when it's too late. And a good financial plan is much better than a crystal ball because, of course, the decisions that are there are based on fact. I mean, you're taking a look at how much money you've got, how much money that you need to retire with, what your goals in retirement are going to be. You're looking at cash flow for life. You're looking at a lot of different things there. Also, at the end of the year, it's also a pretty good time, I think, maybe once a year is to go to SSA.gov and take a look at your Social Security statement and see how much money that you're going to be getting in Social Security when you do retire and figuring out when's the best time to take Social Security. As Brian said, there are a lot of good reasons to have a financial plan. To get your free financial plan, we're offering one today for our loyal listeners. All you've got to do is call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A and request your financial plan. It's a snapshot of where you are today. They'll take a look at what you've got and then design a plan that will hopefully get you where you want to be in retirement. Once again, that plan is free. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. Well, on our program today, we're going to be talking about a number of things. Among them is going to be step up in basis. Now, that's something we've talked about in past programs, and still there's a little confusion about that. So we'll demystify that for you. Also, we'll talk about some retirement myths, and we'll rebunk those. Also, misconceptions about annuities and the truth, and a lot more, too. So stay with us. By the way, I want to remind you as well, too, that we are now a podcast. If you have not yet downloaded our podcast, just go to wherever your podcasts are, wherever you like to get your podcast and type in Growing Your Wealth. You can not only hear our shows all over again, but you can hear a lot of our past shows too. And among the platforms that we're on right now, and it is growing, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and more. Once again, Growing Your Wealth is now a podcast. Brian, we do get questions here in the program. People do email them in to info at madronafinancial.com. And this one comes from Tim, who heard our broadcast about Step Up and Basis. Now, Tim's mother lives in California, where, of course, real estate prices have grown quite a bit. She lives in the Los Angeles area in Torrance. She paid $11,000 for her house back in 1953. Today, it's worth about $785,000, and he is worried about estate taxes. He's worried about the taxes that he would have to pay when she does pass and that house is sold. Should he be worried about those estate taxes, Brian, and is there anything that he can do to get out of those estate taxes? Yeah, he wouldn't be worried about estate tax. He would be worried about capital gains tax, uh, potentially, because often in these situations, what I see happen all the time is that they decide, well, why don't we have mom gift us a house so we don't have to do probate if she passes away? 
And then that's a huge mistake in this case because you're just going to volunteer not only income tax on, boy, there's a lot of reasons. First off, she's going to lose the $250,000 exemption she could have from selling her principal residence because if she gifts it away, then there's no sale. Can't claim it anymore. Secondly, the uh, $770,000 gain approximately there will be all taxable when they do sell it because they would be given her $11,000 basis. And if she passes away, too bad, so sad, there's no step up in basis there, which we're going to talk about in the next uh, segment. But they would pay tax on virtually all of their sales proceeds if they sold it. And not only federal income tax, they'd have to pay the state of California income tax on top of that. So a really bad move would probably happen uh, through a gifting of the asset, which I see often occur because they're so worried about probate or something like that, that they, they didn't consider these other options. And in your book, Prosperous Revelations, there is a chapter called Grandma, Please Don't Give Me Your House, which addresses just that. So we're going to be talking about step up in basis in our next segment here, and hopefully that will give you some more information. If you have a question for us you'd like us to answer here on Growing Your Wealth, simply send it to info at madronafinancial.com. That's info at madronafinancial.com. Thank you so much for joining us here in Growing Your Wealth. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about step up in basis. All that and more when our show continues right after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Do you want to learn how to own shares of income producing major commercial real estate properties without taking on any debt? Join Madrona Financial Services for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn event at Big Fish Grill in Kirkland on October 22nd at noon to learn about the many benefits of Delaware Statutory Trusts. A DST can also qualify as a 1031 exchange, so you can potentially defer the capital gains taxes on the sale of your highly appreciated income property. Learn how you can invest in current income-producing properties without any of the obligations or management hassles of property ownership. These events fill up quickly, so call 844-MADRONA today to reserve your seat. You'll also learn about the Madrona Bundle of Services, which brings everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Join us for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn at Big Fish Grill on Tuesday, October 22nd in Kirkland. Reserve your seats today at 844-MADRONA or register at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. The Madrona Bundle of Services has become so popular that we started bundling everything. Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about the latest thing we bundled, our books. We're proud to announce the Complete Book of Retirement, which bundles together our guides on retirement investing, annuities, 
passive real estate investing, and even information for the high net worth investor into one convenient and informative book. You can get your free copy today by going to madronafinancial.com. And if you're looking for even more information on investing, you can sign up for Madrona University to continue your investor education. Of course, if you need more personalized help, you can always sign up for a complimentary review. We'll sit down to discuss your retirement plan and explain how the Madrona Bundle of Services provides you with everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Get started today by calling 844-MADRONA and don't forget to download your free copy of the complete book of retirement at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the step up in basis. And Brian, last segment, we talked about Tim there who sent us in the question about his mother passing on the house to him and they were worried about the taxes. And you said, uh, you know, the step up in basis would come into effect there because if the house is worth $785,000 upon her death, that's what it would be worth when he sells it. So in effect, there is no gain. There's no capital gains tax. That roughly is how the step up in basis works. But let's talk a little bit more about that. Is Tim liable for any other taxes in the state of California, though? Yeah, there's a lot of ways that when somebody says, hey, you know, in this example, the example was my mom owns a house in California and she paid 11000 for it. And now it's worth uh, well over $750,000. There's a lot of ways that this could go wrong. One of the first things that we could have is let's say that his mother was married and wanted to move into a nursing home or something, and they sold the house, they could have a $500,000 tax-free exclusion, and then the rest of the gain would be taxable to them, both for the state of California and federally. But it sounds like she's a widow, and so let's say that she sold her house and moved. She has a $250,000 exemption, but that still leaves about a half a million dollars of gain that she's going to pay tax on, both from the state of California and federally. Now, let's say that instead of doing that, she moved in the nursing home and was there three years or more. Uh, and then the house was sold before she passed away. Now we got a bigger problem. Now the entire amount is taxable because she hasn't lived in it in two of the past five years as her principal residence. So now it's converted to a rental with that low $11,000 cost basis and, and sold virtually every bit of the sales price is taxable. Let's say she moved into the nursing home and for more than three years and she was renting it out and passed away in the nursing home. Okay, now we get what's called a step up in basis. Or she was living in the house, same thing, uh, when she passed away, step up in basis. So the $11,000 that she paid for the house is no longer relevant. It's as if she paid on the date of death the fair market value. So if it's worth 775000 it's as if she paid 775000 If Tim inherits that house and sells it for 775000 there is no gain because his new cost basis is seven seventy five. That's what step up means. The cost basis steps up from the original purchase price, less any depreciation, up to the fair market value on the date of death. So when it's sold, let's say, uh, okay, here's an example. Let's say that Tim held on to it. He inherited it, held on to it two more years, and now it's worth eight. He sells it for eight eighty-five. Nets that at closing. 
Well, his cost basis was seven seventy five, as we know, from market value and the date of death. Sold it, netted eight seventy five. So there's a hundred thousand dollar gain to Tim, but he he got a reset for most of it. All right, Brian. So let's throw another wrinkle in here. Let us say that uh, Tim inherits the house and they rent it out for ten years, and then it doubles in value. Tell me how that would work. Yeah, so the cost basis when he got it was seven seventy five. Let's say that he burned through a couple hundred thousand of depreciation deductions, and now the new cost basis is five seventy five, and the house is worth a million five seventy five. And so he's got a million dollar gain when he sells it that he would pay tax on at that point. So it's gone up, you know, roughly eight hundred thousand, but he's taken hundred thousand of depreciation, so that's a, a million dollar gain that he would have to pay taxes on both state of California federally. However, he's listened to the show enough to know about a DST. Right. <laughs> Delaware Statutory Trust. That's right. So instead, he sells that house for a million five seventy five and invested into various Delaware Statutory Trust investments and defers the tax on that. And eventually if he keeps doing that till either he or his wife passes away, then there's another step up in basis that would occur on that money too. And so all of the the tax that would be due both to the state of California and federally on the million dollars of gain, that's going to be a lot of tax, I'm here to tell you. All of that gets eliminated permanently someday due to the step-up in basis, and you're able to access that step-up in basis with the Delaware Statutory Trust, which keeps the ability to step up alive and allows you to, of course, not be a landlord as you age, as Tim ages, and gets to a point in life where he doesn't want to be that active or just isn't. Uh, mentally or physically capable of being a proper landlord and, and running these assets. I mean, well, you know, we get to near the end of life, we're not generally that capable. Mm-hmm. And bad things can happen to our, our finances and our legacy plans unless safeguards are taken. And here's a great way to safeguard your asset, have the diversification you need, have professional management, have financial planner on board, such as ourselves overseeing everything, have no income tax, have maximum amount uh, passed on to your heirs, and provide for their cash flow while they're living, which is also something that Tim could get from this DST. Right. And Tim, if you want more information about the Delaware Statutory Trust or anyone listening to our program, there is a website for that. It's madrona1031.com, madrona1031.com. That will tell you more about the Delaware Statutory Trust. We're talking about step-up and basis in this segment here on Growing Your Wealth. Now, Brian, Tim would get a full step-up and basis in the state of California. We would get that here in Washington. But does the step-up and basis, the full step-up, does that apply to all 50 states? Just nine states. Uh, you wouldn't get it in Oregon. And most of the western states, however, you would get it. But most states, you do not. You get a half step-up in basis. And so, you know, we just went through an example of principal residence. We threw in the principal residence exclusion rules, the step-up in basis rules. What if you turn it into a rental rules, those kinds of things, depreciation recapture. But really anything that Tim inherits from his mom that is not one of about three different categories Mm -hmm. gets a step up in basis. So, for instance, if he inherited stocks, let's say she bought Microsoft at the start and it's worth a lot of money now, uh, cost basis is a couple bucks, that gets stepped up too. So any of those kinds of assets, it's generally what we're thinking about are stocks and, and real estate when we're talking assets that we inherit that could go up. In value. Now, there are some assets, though, that she may have that Tim inherits, which would not qualify for a step-up in basis. What are those? Yeah, the first one, the biggest one is the qualified assets. That would be IRA, 401k, retirement account balances that have not been taxed, not included.
including Roths here, because Roths don't have any income tax. But any accounts where taxes have not been paid yet, qualified accounts, then there is no step up on those. What if Tim's mom has some annuities? Annuities do not get a step up either, even if they're non-retirement annuities. As we'll be talking later in the show, you can buy annuities that are in your retirement account, and that's fine to do. You can buy annuities that are outside of your retirement account, and the income tax on the gain is deferred until you take that money out, but it does not get a step up in basis when somebody passes away owning any kind of annuity. Now, some people have entered into installment contracts, which adds a new little wrinkle into things. How does the installment contract work insofar as step up in basis? Yeah, let's say that Tim sold that house for $1,575,000 and sold it on a contract. And he took 20% down and he was going to get monthly payments of interest and principal. Well, on day one, he got the 20% of principal, so he's going to pay income tax on 20% of his gain, which was a million dollars in our case. So, you know, so we have a $200,000 taxable gain to Tim in this case. And every month that he receives a payment, some of that is principal, and he would pay tax on that. You do not get a step up in basis on an installment note, and you cannot 1031 exchange or do a DST with something you're taking an installment note on. So be careful about taking those because there's some real downside to being a bank and carrying the contract. And a lot of it has to do not just the risk of the payer, you know, not paying you and you have to foreclose and that's no good, but big tax implications to take an installment sale. So if you do inherit an IRA 401k and you cash those things out and you take the money from those, then are you liable for just the regular tax on those things, the proceeds from those? Yeah, you're going to pay uh, this, in this case, state of California tax probably if you live in down there, but uh, you're, you're going to pay certainly the federal income tax on the gains. And with IRA and 401k accounts, all of it is gain because you generally have no cost basis whatsoever in retirement assets. Does the state of residence for the person or rather the heir have anything to do with this? In this case, Tim is listening to us here in Seattle, but his, you know, he grew up in California and that's where his mom's house is. Yeah, it's not going to affect him for the qualified assets or the annuities because he lives here. But that house is in California, and California knows it, and they're going to try and get their ounce of flesh on the house unless he got it with step-up in basis and sold it shortly thereafter, thereby not recognizing any California state taxable gain. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We've been talking about step-up in basis here again. If you have questions about that, you can always call 844-MADRONA and request a free financial plan, a consultation with one of the investment advisors here. Keep in mind uh, that many of the advisors are also CPAs, so you get the benefit of both disciplines there. Once again, that number is 844-MADRONA. You can also request your free plan online at madronafinancial.com. And if you have questions about the Delaware Statutory Trust, again, the website for that is madrona1031.com. We're going to take a quick break here on Growing Your Wealth. When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, misconceptions and truths about annuities. All that and more when our show continues right after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. If you own investment real estate in the Seattle area, you probably also experienced a fair amount of appreciation in your property values. If you've been thinking about monetizing your investment but are holding off because of the tax hit, you have another option 
Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about a Delaware Statutory Trust. A DST can provide many terrific benefits for investors who want to sell their highly appreciated income property. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership, like passive income, but without all the hassles of property management. Best of all, DSTs qualify as a 1031 exchange, making it easy to transition out of your property. Learn the many other benefits of a DST and everything you need to know about retirement planning by attending our free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn event on Tuesday, October 22nd at the Big Fish Grill in Kirkland. Seats fill up quickly, so reserve yours today by calling 844-MADRONA or at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. What does prosperity mean to you? At Madrona Madrona Financial Services, we think it's about helping you feel confident about your future. It's more important to know where you're headed than where you've been. And we feel the same way about the funds that we invest in. At Madrona Financial Services, we believe in simplifying, securing, and streamlining your financial and retirement life. That's why our clients have one team managing investments, retirement, taxes, and their estate with an integrated strategy. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com to learn how you can make our team your team. It's a new kind of financial experience built for today with tomorrow in mind. We believe in your future and so should you. Get connected with your team today. Visit online at madronafinancial.com or call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a free review. That's 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. Simplify your life. Invest in your future. Prosper. A dip in the market like we've seen lately could cost you years of retirement income, and it's unnecessary. This is Brian Evans, President and CEO of Madrona Financial Services. Today we see how investments can erode based on events here and around the world. But there's no doubt that people with better plans will be far less affected. So here are the four don'ts about investing in times like these. Don't panic. Don't get hung up on talk of a correction. Don't think anyone knows what's going to happen next. And don't be complacent. Now here's your one do. Call Madrona Financial Services today, especially if you're at or near retirement. Our team specializes in retirement planning and can guide you to manage your risk no matter what's around the corner. Call us at 844-MADRONA. Our team will review your retirement plan in two one-hour meetings. It's quick, it's easy, and it just might add years of income to your retirement. Give us a call at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to debunk many myths about annuities. And Brian, I would imagine that the fellow who hates annuities has some misconceptions about them as well, too. Uh, right now, I think he's got some bigger fish to fry than hating annuities. But Yeah, <laughs> he made some comments that uh, were pretty boneheaded uh, right. about his employees and about the, the fairer sex. So uh, we'll just kind of say uh, I would not want to be in his shoes right No, now. not at all. Not at all politically correct. But, you know, we'll push all that aside. That's his problems. We're here to talk about what's right with annuities, why annuities may be a good answer for you, but there are some misconceptions about annuities. So I want to go through a few of them with you and have you debunk them or tell us whether or not they're actually true. Number one is there are so many hidden fees and there are just too many of them. 
Yeah, and and about annuities, I really like to talk about them on this radio show because there's a lot of just misconceptions about them at all. Because there's other shows and other you know people talking about annuities saying never say the word annuity. Anybody selling an annuity will not say it's an annuity because mainly because of that fellow that says I hate them and you should too. So they always call them their special secret safe money strategies. Oh, I and, see. You know all they they make up all these terms that they won't say what they are. They're annuities. <laughs> They're selling fixed or fixed index annuities and there's variable annuities. There's three basic kinds, uh, primary categories of them. Hidden fees. Well, with a fixed annuity, let's just say for instance, you sign up for a fixed annuity for five years and let's say that at the given time that you did it, you were able to get three and a half percent a year. Okay. That's what you get. The insurance company contracts to say, we will give you that three and a half percent a year for five years period. There is no commission. There's no management fee. There's no rider fee. There's there's no fee, period, on a fixed annuity. A fixed indexed annuity, they typically do not have fees either. There's no commission because they are a fiduciary marketed product. And generally, they have no rider fee unless you buy an option with them. And that option is, hey, I want the option of taking guaranteed lifetime cash flow, then many of them will have an annual rider fee of roughly 1%. So that's the only time I see that. But if you just want a fixed index annuity to protect your principal and have a floor of zero and maybe a no ceiling on the upside, and you just wanted it to for accumulation, those typically have zero fees in them. The only ones with lots of fees are the variable annuities. We don't sell those uh, as fiduciary. All right, so there are too many hidden fees. Well, with variable, possibly there could be, but with a fixed and fixed index, it's your definition of too many hidden fees. As you said, with a fixed, it's sort of really like a CD, isn't it? You put money in there and you get a fixed rate of return for the time you hold it. Yeah, it acts very much like a CD. It just pays a whole lot more. Right. So a fixed annuity could be an answer for you instead of a certificate of deposit. Talking about oh, you were talking about a certificate. I I, I oh, you were talking about about the compact disc. Yeah, yeah, the compact disc. Yeah, (laughs) you got mesmerized because we do have these eight-track tapes up here too. We got to get an eight-track tape player. People should (laughs) see this studio. There's a 1947 television set over here behind me, and about a 1949 radio on top of that too. (laughs) We like listen. If it works, it works. Well, you don't need Zenith. That's a good one. That's right. You don't need any of this new stuff. We're talking about the misconceptions about annuities here on Growing Your Wealth. The next one is, I don't have access to my money. Well, yeah, they do have a surrender period. And so if you want 100% of your money, you do have access to it, but you're going to pay a penalty. But you, most fixed annuities and fixed index annuities do have what's called a free withdrawal. And what that means is every given year, you can take maybe 5%, often 10% of the balance out if you want, and you do not have to pay any surrender fee at all. So you do have access to it. And often if it's in a retirement account, you're never wanting to go too much more than 10% anyway in a given year out of any of your accounts. So generally that gives us just enough liquidity without too much worry about its uh, surrender fee. And another misconception about annuities, Brian, is that the insurance company is the one that makes all the money and I don't. No, that's yeah, that's that's a misconception. Um, certainly, they're trying to make more money. They they want to make money on these. They have their investment strategies, uh, whether it's buying options on the S P five hundred or long term corporate bonds that they hold to maturity. They expect to make more than they're going to pay out on them. That's how they stay in business. So what they are doing in return for that, you know, that ability to potentially make more, they're taking the risk on. They may not make more. And they certainly, again, with the fixed and the fixed index, 
they're either guaranteeing you a return or guaranteeing you can't lose money ever in any case whatsoever. So because they're taking the risk, or maybe they're taking the risk of lifetime cash flow, they don't know how long you're going to live. What if you live to be 100 years old? Right. right. They're going to lose a lot, lot of money on that policy. So they're taking the risk side of the equation out. In return, you're not going to potentially make as much as you might in the market, but uh, you're giving up some potential return for taking away the risk. All right. Another misconception here about annuities is that if I die, my money is going to die with me. Right. If you uh, do a, a fixed index annuity or a fixed annuity for accumulation only, it just has an account balance. That goes to your heirs. Some of them, some annuities even have an additional life insurance component to them where they have a death benefit above the fair market value. But if you took a cash flow for life, it's possible that if you live long enough and you took out all of your original investment and all of the earnings and you're still getting checks, yeah, if you pass away 95 years old, they've been paying you, they're not going to give you even more money to your heirs. You already you already won. But if you die prematurely, whatever that account balance is in your account will go to your heirs at that point in time. So these aren't like a single premium immediate annuity or a pension that just end and the insurance company does keep the money if you die prematurely. These have their running account balance that's being kept track of and that would go to your heirs. If I die, my money dies with me. The only way this scenario would happen is if you annuitize the contract. I mean, that's a term I've heard a lot. What does annuitize actually mean? Yeah, annuitize is where you actually turn it into the cash flow. You get the insurance company and lock them into having to pay you for life. But again, if you uh, die before you've taken all your money out and all the earnings, there's still an account balance in there that would go to your heirs. Talking about misconceptions about annuities here on Growing Your Wealth this week. Next one, Brian, is inflation is going to outweigh my returns. Well, it could. Depends on what inflation is going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. I believe it won't be that high. Right now, it's below one, uh, 2%. Right. It might be you know, 1.7, whatever it is, right. on average. And I would hope that, uh, well, certainly my fixed annuity would beat that by quite a long shot. And I would hope that my fixed index annuity would also beat that, especially considering it has an annual uh, floor of zero. I can't ever go backwards, so I don't have to make anything up if we do have a bad year in the market. So I would suspect that given our low inflation rate, but it's absolutely possible if we had inflation that you can make less than inflation, you know, just like uh, any investment too. You can make less than inflation if you're in the stock market. If you hold the stock market four years and, you know, went up 10% a year for three years and dropped 40 the fourth, well, then you didn't keep up with inflation. I can tell you that. There are lots of different types of annuities out there, Brian. I understand that insurance companies can offer as many as hundreds of different types of annuities. Are all annuities created equal? No, not at all. And that's why we have to really understand annuities, whoever you're, you're dealing with. And make sure if you're going to, if you're thinking about doing an annuity, you know, I, of course, I encourage you to call our offices because we understand these things quite well. But if you're going to an annuity salesperson, then just admit to yourself before you get in the car and drive out there that you want to be sold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you like being sold and pressured to buy one thing, then go there. We're going to take a different approach. We're going to say, I'm not sure the annuity's right for you, or maybe it's very right for you. Maybe it's right for you 20% of your portfolio or, or 40 or zero or whatever, we will tell you. We're not, and we're pretty agnostic as to whether you're, you're doing the real estate investments with us, stocks, bonds, annuities, long-term care, fixed index, universal life. It doesn't matter to us. We just want to get the right mix. And so we're not going to sell something just to sell something. That's right. With a non-biased financial planner, of course, you've got a lot of different tools that you can pick from and annuities may be one of them. It may not be. 
misconceptions about annuities that a lot of people have here, Brian. The next one is that you only would buy an annuity for monthly payments. Well, no, not not at all. I have a lot of clients that buy them for accumulation or for additional death benefit. And so the accumulation is just essentially a CD substitute, that certificate deposit one, or a cash substitute, a bond substitute. You're saying, well, I don't want to take risk with my investment. I just want it to go up in value. I don't want to have to worry about it. Well, then I can put you in a fixed index or a fixed annuity that will do exactly that. It has no fees. You wouldn't be paying any rider for the option of taking lifetime cash flow. It's just something that you believe that uh, based on the underlying strategy will go up, can't go down. So that's what they are. They're made for accumulation without risk. And a lot of my retired people would like a percentage of their investment portfolio to be able to accumulate better than a CD and have zero risk. Well, annuities are not for everyone, but until you hear the information for yourself, how are you going to know if an annuity is right for you? Well, the way you know is you come into Madrona Financial Services, sit down with an investment advisor there, and you ask the questions. Ask the questions that really you've had in your mind for a long period of time, but you just were afraid to ask anyone else because here at Madrona Financial, of course, you're not going to be judged. We're here to simply help you make the right decisions for your particular circumstance. If you'd like a free financial plan, again, we're offering it today for our loyal listeners. Call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Come and sit down with one of the planners. It is a no-stress, a no-tie zone, so to speak, just a friendly conversation, a chance for you to kick the tires here at Madrona Financial and for them to find out a little bit more about you and put you on a path to retirement that uh, can get you where you want to be. Once again, that number, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Thank you so much for joining us here on Growing Your Wealth. We appreciate it. We're going to come back in just a moment after this next break, and we're going to be talking about some retirement myths, and we're going to try to debunk those. All that and more when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Do you know how to provide a 30-year retirement plan with a 40-year career? The number of Americans who live to 100 will increase by 10 times in the next 30 years. The facts are, you could live longer than you thought, and the last thing you need is to run out of income when you need it the most. A plan that takes longevity into account increases the odds that you'll be financially able to do what you love with the people you love for the rest of your life. Call Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA. They'll work with you to help your 40-year career finance your next 30 or more years. The economy, our lifespans, and retirement have changed drastically since the time we entered the workforce. Have your retirement and tax strategies kept up? Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a complete no-obligation retirement readiness review. Your retirement income plan should last as long as you do, and Madrona Financial Services can help you get there with a customized plan that suits you. Call right now for your retirement review at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Do you want to learn how to own shares of income producing major commercial real estate properties without taking on any debt? Join Madrona Financial Services for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn event at Big Fish Grill in Kirkland on October 22nd at noon to learn about the many benefits of Delaware Statutory Trusts. A DST can also qualify as a 1031 exchange, so you can potentially defer the capital gains taxes on the sale of your highly appreciated income property. Learn how you can invest in current income-producing properties without any of the obligations or management hassles of property ownership. These events fill up quickly, so call 844-MADRONA today to reserve your seat. 
You'll also learn about the Madrona Bundle of Services, which brings everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Join us for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn at Big Fish Grill on Tuesday, October 22nd in Kirkland. Reserve your seats today at 844-MADRONA or register at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to talk about retirement myths. And Brian, you know, we're all experiencing a silver tsunami these days. The leading edge of boomers turned 65 six years ago. And with all this happening, it's small wonder that the media, politicians, and financial service businesses are all talking about retirement. That kind of focus may be good because of what it means for savings habits and pressures on goods and services. But there are a lot of myths that we have to be aware of if we want to ensure that we have an adequate retirement income that lasts a lifetime. So I want to address some of those myths right now. Myth number one, retirement planning, well, that's just for older people. Well, I think any planning makes sense for whatever your age is because what does the saying go? What's the best time to start retirement planning, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, that's like the old Chinese proverb. uh, I think it was, when's the best time to plant a tree? It's yesterday, but the second best time is today. Yeah, or or 40 years ago, probably with a tree, and the second best would be today. (laughs) You know, so it is what it is. If you haven't done your planning yet, well, then so what? We don't have time machines. Uh, Do it now. That's everything in life. If you haven't exercised for a year, well... Do it today. You know, there's nothing we can do about the past to change the past. So, you know, make positive steps and make good decisions going forward starting today. And actually, I'm going to commend anybody who just heard me say that because you're listening to Growing Your Wealth. That's right. Therefore, you are already on the path to improving your financial situation. That's right. You're very smart. You're a brilliant person for listening to this show. And, you know, when it comes to retirement planning, a lot of people don't even think about the word retirement till they get in their 50s or 60s. But when did you personally begin to save for retirement? Me personally? Well, I started uh, probably my 401k plan when I was 23 years old. Mm. So I was contributing to it then. I wasn't thrilled with it, but I, I knew it was important. Right. But I did start investing way before then because I was buying collectible coins huh. back when I was uh, oh, eight years old, nine years old hmm. with my berry picking money. And I would look up the price of silver every day in the newspaper wow. that we would read. I'd sit there with my dad, read the newspaper. Eat. He'd be eating his Wheaties. I'd, I'd be eating some <laughs> other cereal. And, and I remember, I, yeah, I remember when it hit almost 50 bucks an ounce when I was a little kid, the Hunt's 
cornered the market on silver, and I had a whole bunch of silver coins. I thought I was a rich guy. I was worth $10,000. I think I was 11 years old. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I started early. I'm going to bring in my coins and have you appraise them there next week. Well, you know, if you do start re- if you do start planning for retirement early, I mean, you've got the miracle of compounding on your side, too. And every year you delay means that you're going to need to save more money and perhaps take on more investment risk in order to reach your goals. So I think the best time for planning for retirement and having a plan is as soon as you can do it. If it's 25, that's great. If it's 35, but don't wait until 65 to plan for retirement. Next retirement myth, is it myth or fact? I'll never be able to save enough for retirement. Well, that's big depends right there. I don't know. And that's why we do this. Uh, You certainly can improve your situation from where it's at today. And that's all we can really, uh, again, ask uh, of anything. But certainly the sooner you start, the better. And the more accurate information you have, I mean, I've seen some people try to do retirement planning. Maybe it was at work through Boeing or maybe it was uh, with a financial planner and I've looked at the assumptions and just shake my head. I was just like, really? They assumed 8% a year return after fees forever? Yeah, that looks great, but maybe you're not going to get that. So I caution people that just because you have a plan, uh, you might have some bad inputs in there that can make it, you know, have you make really poor decisions. And so make sure you have an accurate plan, not just a plan. And it depends upon your definition of retirement, too. I mean, if you don't want to do anything in retirement and you just are, as you said, sitting that double wide down in Arizona, uh, maybe you will be able to save enough for retirement. But if you do figure in health expenses and all the things that you want to do in retirement, you may not be able to save enough money. But again, the only way you'll know is to have that plan. Next myth is I need to retire rich like a millionaire. Well, everybody wants to be a millionaire, but it's just not feasible for a lot of people, and that's okay. Uh, my parents certainly were never even even close to millionaire territory, and they seemed to have a pretty good life and did what they wanted to do, traveled where they wanted to travel, had the hobbies they wanted to have, and an early retirement. Uh, I've seen people millions of dollars not have any of those things. Right. So it just kind of depends on who you are, and we can certainly make things work. I mean, you, you, we just you know maybe don't have the bells and whistles associated with things, but certainly often the simplest things in life are the most important anyway. But I will say simple things uh, with lots of money in the banks, <laughs> just a little better feeling, I guess. Yeah. As I've heard the comedian, I've been rich, I've been poor, rich is better. Yeah. The fact is that your number can vary greatly depending upon your personal situation and your goals. I mean, how long you expect to live, whether you'll be single or with a spouse or partner when you retire. If you want to maintain the same lifestyle before and after retirement, your number is tied to how much income that you're going to need to provide the same consumption dollars. And that's the money you normally spend on your own lifestyle. Add some extras to that bucket list of yours for those early years of retirement when you'll be the most active and spend more money. So you don't need to have a million dollars to retire, but it sure does help. Next one is never touch your principal. Never touch your capital. Yeah, I I don't believe in that. Certainly, nobody wants to touch the capital. I would hope that it would generate all the income somebody ever needs. They never have to touch it. But sometimes that's not very realistic, especially if you're drawing on a stock and bond market portfolio. Because consider this, in the last 100 years, only 18 times has the market ended the year earning between 1% and 11%. So sometimes it's going to lose money. And if you don't touch your principal, well, then what are you going to live on? And so that's just a reality. Now, hopefully, we're not drawing too much out of the stock market after it's dropped a lot and you have other sources for it. And that's why a financial plan properly constructed might have various different kinds of, uh, some people call them buckets, 
different categories of investments in there. And so I, I think it's really important to know that you have different access to things and understand that sometimes, especially if you're getting older, I mean, if you're 85 years old and you want to touch your principal, feel free to touch your principal. You know, you don't have to leave millions of dollars to your kids. Uh, maybe you want to, but it's okay if, you, if sometimes you need to touch your principal. Right. Some people want to leave a million dollars to the kids and others want that last check they write before they die to bounce. So it just depends upon what you want to do. Next retirement myth. Myth or fact, Brian, I can deal with a shortfall in retirement savings by working longer or taking up some part-time work. Well, that's true. Uh, You absolutely can do that. That's what my own dad did. He retired from teaching when he was 51 years old after 30 years of teaching. He uh, farmed for the next, you know, 15, 20 years in the summer driving tractors. He just liked to sit out there on a tractor and get paid uh, whatever he got paid and Mm -hmm. making a little extra money. He he, uh, refereed games. He ran different things at at the high school. Um, So he did different things like that. And I think that's a great way to do it. A lot of people maybe will do some kind of work in retirement just to give them that little extra to do the fun things they want to do. Yeah, your dad was very capable in being able to do that too, but I think you also have to consider the fact that, you know, let's say that you do want to work part-time in retirement, but maybe your health won't allow you to do that. There are so many people who have left the workforce. I think the biggest reason is because their health just wouldn't let them do it. Yeah, we generally think uh, when I ask people, how long are you going to work? And, oh, I'm probably 65. I'm like, well, you might change your mind when you're getting in your exactly. early 60s and go, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> uh, often it's not, well, you know, they might say, well, my health should be fine. I, I'm not talking about your your physical health. I'm talking about your mental health. Right. You might just be so sick of it. You can't do anything. That's generally why people want to retire. That's not because they can't do the work anymore. It's just that they, they've uh, been there, done that, and they, they don't want to do it tomorrow. All right. Next myth up on the list here, Brian, is that you need 70 to 85 percent of your current income level in retirement. Well, it depends. Uh, That's going to depend on your spending habits and what you want to do. Some people need more because they finally have time off and they want to travel and spend some money on on themselves. A lot of people need a lot less because kids are out of college and they're not having to buy the suits and going out for lunches and uh, commuting and hiring everything out because they don't have any time. So often it can be much less than that. So that one's going to depend on the individual. Right. And people, I think, don't consider the fact that in retirement as well, too. I mean, how many people out there listening think that taxes are going to go down in the next few years or in 10 years Mm -hmm. or when they retire? I think they're going to absolutely go the other way. Taxes is one of the big things you have to consider as an expense in retirement. Now, the other one, Brian, is health care. I don't see health care expenses going down. No, and they go up higher than the general rate of inflation, too. So we do have to be careful about that. And we also know that Medicare and Social Security and Medicare are not going to be fully funded uh, in the future. And so uh, we might have some cuts there and you might have more that you have to pay on things. So uh, that's definitely something to keep your eyes on. You may consider a long-term care policy also. Uh, That's something we can help you out with, an asset-based one, where if you don't use it, the asset, the amount of money that you put into it can uh, essentially go to your heirs if you don't use it. If you have questions about anything that we talked about on our program, again, you can get your free financial plan by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. As I said, the plan is free and there's no cost, of course, no obligation. Well, Brian, so much to talk about, so little time. Once again, we're out of it for this week, time that is. We want to thank everyone for listening to us today and remind them that the executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the Cookie Monster, Greg Dennett. Our show is produced by 
by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum. Christy Parmenter is our associate producer. Laura Slave, the fashion McLaughlin's our content supervisor. Josh Toy is our technical editor. And Superboy Pete Gustin is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth.